Welcome to the North Catalyst podcast, Procurement Bites, and I am your host, Aval Sethi. Today, I am going to share some thoughts on what is disruptive innovation. This is part one of three. The theory of disruptive innovation has proved to be a powerful way of thinking about innovation-driven growth. Unfortunately, Disruption theory is in danger of becoming a victim of its own success. The theory's core concepts have been widely misunderstood and its basic tenets frequently misapplied. Too many people who speak of disruption use the term loosely to invoke the concept of innovation in support of whatever it is they wish to do. Many researchers, writers and consultants use disruptive innovation to describe any situation in which an industry is shaken up and previously successful incumbents stumble. But that's much too broad a usage. Disruption essentially describes a process whereby a smaller organization with fewer resources is able to successfully challenge established incumbent businesses. Specifically, as incumbents focus on improving their products and services for the most demanding and usually most profitable customers, they exceed the needs of some segments and ignore the needs of the others. New entrants to the market that prove disruptive begin by successfully targeting those overlooked segments, gaining a foothold by delivering more suitable or acceptable functionalities, mostly at a lower price. Incumbents who are chasing higher profitability in the more demanding segments tend not to respond aggressively. Entrants then move upmarket, delivering the performance that incumbents' mainstream customers require, while preserving the advantages that drove their early success. When mainstream customers start adopting the entrants' offerings in volume, disruption has occurred. Disruptive innovations are made possible because they get started in two types of markets that incumbents usually overlook. The first is the low-end footholds which exist because incumbents typically try to provide the most profitable and demanding customers with ever-improving products and services and they pay less attention to less demanding customers. In fact, Incumbents' offerings often overshoot the performance requirements of the latter. This opens the door to a disruptor focused on providing those low-end customers with a good enough product. On the other hand, in the case of new market footholds, disruptors create a market where none existed. Put simply, they find a way to turn non-consumers into consumers. A disruptive innovation by definition starts from one of these two footholds. Disruption theory differentiates disruptive innovations from what are called sustaining innovations. The latter make good products better in the eyes of an incumbent's existing customers. For example, better mobile phone connectivity and reception, the sharper TV picture, or the fifth blade in the razor. These improvements can be incremental advances or major breakthroughs, but they all enable firms to sell more products 
to their most profitable customers disruptive innovations on the other hand are initially considered inferior by most of an incumbent's customers typically customers are not willing to switch to the new offering merely because it is less expensive instead they wait until its quality rises enough to satisfy them once that's happened they adopt the new product and happily accept its lower price this is how disruption drives prices down in a market keep tuning in for new episodes and keep listening this is your host aval sethi